their badge and they're like, we'll take it from here. And they'll be like, well, what authority do you have? And they'll, they'll show their badge and it shows that they're like the FBI or some kind of high government. And so when they show them the badge, the people who were there first on the crime scene are, oh, and then they walk away because they know that they've just been duped, that they are um, under somebody who has higher authority than them. They no longer have jurisdiction over this place. And um, in one of these uh, stories, right now, we just read, in this story, right before this story, Jesus has entered into Jerusalem, and uh, we talked about this this last Sunday, where Jesus has entered into Jerusalem, and the people are shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the Son of David, and all this stuff, and and they're praising God, and they're, well, they're praising Jesus, and they're happy that he's coming. They're believing that he's about to enter in as the, the new king of, of Israel, the new David. And he was riding in, and people thought he was about to start his earthly kingdom. And Matthew's account, the Pharisees are there, and it says that the Pharisees said, uh, Teacher, rebuke your disciples for what they're doing. And he said, well, if they keep quiet, these very stones are going to start to shout out. And it's quite, quite the answer to him. And so then, after he comes in on the donkey and he rides in as uh, the Messiah, he goes into the temple and he sees what's going on there. And so he gets angry because these people are taking advantage of others. They're raising up the prices for these animals. And he says that my, the house of God is to be a house of prayer and you have made it into a den of robbers. So he throws the tables out, and he says that he wasn't allowing anybody to sell merchandise anymore. And so then he leaves, and then we come back, and we come to this story. And so the Pharisees have uh, seen enough. They are tired of him, and they're ready to kill him. And so they, I imagine that Jesus has come once again into the temple, and he's trying to do exactly as he said. Either he's praying in the temple, or he's teaching people about who God is. And the Pharisees they're not waiting for Jesus to do something. Instead, they, they go to him and they say, by what authority are you doing these things? By what authority? That is their question. And in a sense, as we talked about earlier, they're saying, let me see your badge, right? Show me your badge because this temple and these things of God and the law and the prophets and all these things that's under our jurisdiction. What authority do you have here? Because we sure didn't give you any authority here. We're the top dogs. See our badge? We're the priest. See? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're the people of God. This is our place. And they say, what authority do you have? And what's funny is uh, Jesus doesn't even really give them an answer. Uh, in fact, he gives them a question like Jesus does. But as a reader, as people who have read this story over and again and have heard it before, it's really quite a funny, funny question for the Pharisees to be asking, right? By what authority are you doing these things? Because we know who Jesus is as the reader. We know that Jesus is who? The Son of God, God Himself. God and man, fully God, fully human, one person, Jesus Christ. And these Pharisees who God has created, right, are asking, well, by what authority are you doing these things? But Jesus doesn't answer. 
but it is still worth looking into. And so tonight I, I kind of want to go over the authority of God. And I need uh, some kids' help for tonight. So uh, Liam, I saw you over there, and you, I think I need you, buddy. Can you come up here? Thank you. Look at that. He just came right up. Everybody give it up for Liam. So we know that uh, God in the beginning tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. So right here we have Jesus. Before he came as a human being, he was in the beginning as God, he was with God, and is God, okay? Uh, You're still missing something. This is your lovely throne. What are you missing? Oh, there it is. Boom. All right. He's looking good. It's a good-looking Jesus. Okay, so at the very beginning, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and has all power and authority, right? So what is one of the first things that we learn about God? The first line in the Bible is what? In the beginning... Boom. I heard, yeah, yeah, good job. Some enthusiasm, I like it. Everybody learn from this guy. Yes, so, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, a lot of time, you know, we attribute that, you know, as, as God, and we know that. But uh, as Christians, we believe that uh, God is, what, Trinity. God in three persons. That's, let's see if we can name it out. God the, God the, God the, that's right. And so, who do we actually attribute to uh, creation. We know that, yes, it is God, that they're all uh, three persons in one, but when we read Scripture, we actually learn that we attribute creation to Jesus himself. So we look um, at Scripture, and it tells us in uh, John 1, 1 through 3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things came into being through him, that's Jesus, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. So we attribute creation to Jesus. Colossians 1.16 is another scripture that we're going to flip to. Chapter 1, verse 16. For by him, that is for by Jesus, all things were created both in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. So when we're looking at creation and we're thinking like, okay, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes, God, the Trinity. But we attribute the the role of the creator to Jesus himself. And so I need... Uh, I need Somebody here who's good at coloring. Okay, yeah, Ava, come on up here. So we have God the, the, God the creator, okay? So I need you to color this picture since you're very creative. And then when you're done, just tape it right here so everybody can see your creation, okay? <laughs> so God the creator, boom. All right? But that's not all that we have. We also know that God is not only the creator, but he is the sustainer of all things. Addie, I need you to come up here. Okay, me and Addie talked earlier. Another miracle has happened today, and I don't know if you guys realize this miracle, okay, but 
Uh, this morning, I don't know if you noticed, but the sun came out. Kind of a big deal. And I think it came out yesterday and then went down and it came back, you know, up and down, up and down. And so we have the sun and then we have, we have nighttime. I'm a very creative person, okay? Yes. And so, uh, Andy, you want to get on there? I'm going to hold your little skirt here. Oh, boy. <laughs> I chose Addie. That way, if she fell or hurt herself, she couldn't sue the church. <laughs> okay, you got it? Okay, so sustainer. So this world is going on and on and on. And, yep, yep, yeah, you just sustain this world. Good job. We got the creator. Oh, <laughs> and we have the sustainer. Woo, very good. All right, so... The earth is, the sun's coming up, the sun's going down. You know, I learned that if we were two inches closer to the sun, we'd burn up. If we were two inches further from the sun, we'd freeze. God is holding us right where we need to be, and he's sustaining our earth. Keep it up. You're going to be there for a while, okay? (laughs) So, he is a sustainer. If you continue in Colossians, what I just read, it says that all things were created through him and for him. And then it goes on in verse 17. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Okay, so did you just yell the wrong answer? (laughs) That's very embarrassing. Yes, all things hold together, okay? So God is the creator of all things. Jesus is the creator of all things. Jesus is the sustainer. How's it going? You're doing great. Sustainer of all things. Jesus is, he's doing his job. He's doing a good job, right? Good job, Jesus. All right. But what is, what's interesting is that Jesus, Jesus sees his creation. He sees that we have sinned, that we have fallen short of the glory of God. And what does he do about it? Jesus, actually, stand up. He takes off this authority that he has. (laughs) He puts his crown down, and then you just sit right here. And it tells us that the word became flesh, and that he dwelt among us. And so we read in uh, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 9, Jesus had this, uh, Jesus who although he existed in the very form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped. Instead, he emptied himself, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness of men. And being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. So we have Jesus, the creator, the sus- yep, still sustaining, <laughs> And he empties himself. This is not saying that Jesus is no longer deity. This is not saying that Jesus is no longer God. But these, these things that he can do, he, he puts that off for a while. God is, Jesus wasn't able to be everywhere at one place. Jesus was in the womb of a woman for nine months. Right? God. God himself was in the womb of a woman for nine months. He came down... And, and dwelt among us. And so what he did was he, he had this authority and he was now under the authority of God. 
And so we read um, in John chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus says, For I have come down from heaven, not to, my, not to do my own will, but to do the will of the Father. So Jesus, while he was God himself, he comes under the authority while he is here on earth. Does that make sense? So he was, you know, in all, sustainer, creator. But when he came as a human being, he he put himself under God and he became under flesh. And so everything that Jesus does from this point on is under the authority of God. But we still see that Jesus has authority, that God gave him authority over certain things. I need a kid. First one to come up here. All right, right there, right there. Okay, yes, come up here. Okay. Hurry, hurry, hurry. So Jesus had the authority over nature. Hold this, please. The authority over nature. There once was a great storm, right? Can we make a storm? Okay. There was a great storm, and Jesus rebuked the storm. He said, oh, where's the storm? Where'd it go? Jesus said that he rebuked the storm. He said, be still. Ah, good job. All right. Yes. And it was still. You don't rebuke something that's an inanimate object, right? You can't rebuke something that's not alive. But Jesus had this authority over, over nature itself. He rebuked nature. None of us can rebuke nature. We can get mad at it. We can't rebuke it, though, and it listened to us. He had authority over nature. And the disciples said, who is this? That even the winds and the waves... How are you doing, Eddie? And the waves obey him. You're doing great. Okay, I need... Uh, you can come on up. Yeah, finally! Finally get to do something. Daddy, do you need to tap out? Do you need some help? You got it. You're the sustaining. All right, so Jesus had authority over living creatures. This is one that I have not really thought about, but it's true. If you look into the, uh, the book of Matthew, there's this awesome and kind of strange story in the Bible there where Jesus is about to pay the temple tax and Peter needs some money for the temple tax and Jesus is like, listen, you're going to go out there, you're going to throw yourself a line, you're going to catch a fish and the fish is going to have the coin and that's going to be your temple tax. I really wish that would have happened yesterday for me, right? Didn't happen. But so you think about that. Jesus knew that this fish, first off, was going to have a coin. This fish woke up that day and was like, well, I have an assignment today. I have to go find a coin and swallow it up and then get caught by Peter himself. Whoop. Hey, there's our creator. Good job. Tape that on there. Didn't she do a good job? Yeah. Very creative. All right. So... This fish is under the authority of God that it would swallow a coin and then get caught by Peter. He, the, the very living creature of the fish is under Christ's authority. Okay, somebody else come up here? Who wants to come up? All right, come on up. All right, you can be next, okay? All right, Lila. Taking the full circle. Come on, come on. He had authority over sickness. All right, show it to the crowd. There you go. Come on up here. Authority over sickness. Over 19 times 
In three and a half years of Jesus' ministry, he performed miracles. He healed leprosy, blindness, restored an ear, made deaf hear, and the mute speak. Medicine today, we try to come up with all these things. Jesus would just speak it, and people were healed. Sickness was under the authority of Christ. Jesus had authority over death. Come on up here. You get to hold this one. This one's kind of freaky. He had authority over death. (laughs) You're not death. (laughs) He had authority over death. He raised a young girl from the dead in Matthew 9, a widow's son in Luke chapter 7, and he raised Lazarus from the dead in John chapter 11. And then there was the resurrection of his own body. Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days. I will rise it up. And John makes this note. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Jesus has the authority over death. He's like, death doesn't get the... You're doing great. Death doesn't get the last word, right? So, then we also see that Jesus has the authority. Who's coming up now? All right, come on up here. Jesus has the authority, hurry. Jesus has the authority over the spiritual realm, right? Demons would come to Jesus, and there's a story in Mark where they run to Jesus and they bow down to him. He can't see you, you need to come over here. They're look. There we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They bow down to him. They're like, Jesus, don't torture us. And he tells them to leave, and they leave. The demons are under his authority. In Matthew 13, 41, it says, The Son of Man will send his angels. Who is the Son of Man? I talked about that not too long ago. It's Jesus. Jesus is the Son of Man. He said, and I will send my angels. The angels have to listen to Jesus. The demons have to listen to Jesus. They are all under his authority. He has the authority to... Okay, who's coming now? Okay, wow, we got a runner. Yes, good job. Come on, hurry up. He has the authority over sin. Over sin. Jesus says in Mark 2, which is easier to say to the paralytic, which is, where's sickness? Sickness, right? Rise up from your bed and walk but that you know that the Son of Man, a.k.a. Jesus, has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, which is sickness, I say to you, rise up, pick up your bed, and go home. So there he's using the, the, the authority over sickness and the authority over sin that he gives forgiveness of sins. Jesus has this authority. All right. One more. Who's going to be the last one? Okay, you're coming. Good job. Run, run, run. No, we don't have walkers here. Run. Hurry. There you go. The authority over the law. Right? John 1, 17 states, The law was given through Moses. The Ten Commandments, the Torah, the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus would often say, You heard that it was said. When he said that you heard that it was said, he was talking... Here, hold this up real. He was talking about the law, right? You heard these commandments, you shall not murder. But I tell you, anyone who, mur- who, anyone who speaks 
Oh, man, anyone who is angry with a brother or sister has committed murder. What kind of person is able to say about the Bible, the Bible says this, but I tell you this. That is quite the statement that Jesus makes, right? If I were to, you know, you come to me to counsel, I'm like, well, the Bible says this, but I tell you this. Uh, You better don't listen to me, okay? But Jesus has this authority, all right? Good job. Jesus has this authority. So then we learn what? That Jesus, he dies on the cross, as we talked about, and then he rises from the death, because why? Jesus has authority over death. They couldn't hold him down. He has this authority. And then Jesus makes a statement on the Great Commission. All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to who? Been given to me, Jesus. Can you see... How's it coming? The authority of Jesus. Do you guys see the authority that he has in our life? Do you see the power that Jesus has? Do we see how awesome our God is? That he has authority over all of these things. And then we come back to this story, though. And the Pharisees ask, by what authority are you doing these things? Show us your badge. And Jesus, man, if I was Jesus, and this is why I'm not, I would have been like, okay, let me show you something. (laughs) Here's my badge. Rewind time. Let them see it. I was here when I created this. Oh, you know how the sun came? Are you still? Okay. You know how the sun came up today? Oh, yeah, that was me. And you know what? I'm God, and so I just decided to come down because I can do that. There's my badge. I can heal sick people. A fish believes me. Yeah, I like that stance. Yeah, yeah. The fish obey me. Nature believes me. The power of death has nothing. Angels and demons fear me. I can forgive sins. And you have heard that it is said, but I say I have the power over the law. And Jesus doesn't do any of this. He doesn't show any of these badges to the Pharisees. In fact, Jesus didn't even answer the question. What's interesting about Jesus is while he has all of this authority, he does not thrust it upon people. He does not lord it over them. Rather, Jesus serves. He loves them. He dies for us. Jesus had authority over all these things, but the Pharisees would not allow Jesus to have authority over them. And before we think of our, these Pharisees, of wow, how bad are these Pharisees, do we allow Jesus to have authority over our lives. Every turn that we turn from God, we choose our own way, we sin, we are choosing no longer to be under Christ's authority, but we say, know what? God, I got this. And what is scary about God is He will allow you to do that. But if you are not under Christ's authority, you are not part of his kingdom because his kingdom is where his authority reigns. And you have to be under his authority to be in his kingdom. Tonight we have seen that 
Jesus literally has all authority. But the question is, does he have authority over your life? If you guys could put your papers down, you guys can go ahead and be seated. Good job. Can we give him a hand? And uh, tonight, we've seen that Jesus has all authority, but I'm leaving you guys with the question of, while he has authority of all of these things, does he have authority over your life? And we're going to uh, listen to this song, and it's, once again, talking about the authority of Christ. It's talking about our response to him. But if you feel that you're not under his authority, tonight that can be made right. You can give your life back to Christ. You can be under his authority by being obedient to his word, by being obedient to the things that he's calling you to do, by repenting of your sin and turning back to him. That's how we come under Christ's authority. Loving others, asking for God's forgiveness, and saying, God, wherever you send me, I will go. So if you feel that you need to get right with God and you want to come down to the altar, it's open. If you want to just stay in your seat and listen to this song, that's fine too. Christ has all authority, but does he have authority?